Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron. And we're going to discuss tonight rules that maybe beginners should know or that everyone should know. Yeah, everyone, I guess. We had Adna, who was a beginner, on the podcast recently, and she talked about how a racket came out of her hand, and she didn't know the rule. And so I thought it would be interesting to kind of go through and think about the rules that actually happened to us on the tennis court when we were out there playing and we didn't know what to do. We've had Rebel Good on the podcast, who does the Court of Appeals column for Tennis Magazine. And he kind of talked us through all these different situations um, where you have to depend on like the judgment of the other player and whether it's intentional or unintentional. But these are situations where there is actually a rule, which I like. I like direct rules. There's no question. There's no depending on your opponent's judgment in the situation. Um, There's no let questions. Um, These are just rules. So the first one that I thought we should talk about is the racket comes out of your hand when you're playing. This is the rule that Adna brought up. But I didn't know this rule until I was a 3-5. I didn't know what to do. And what she told us is her husband, Malik, who is a teaching pro at the Raleigh Racket, says you pick up that racket and you just keep playing. There's no let. There's nothing you can Mm do. Um, Did you know that rule, Erin? I don't think I did know that rule specifically. Um, But I think so. One of the things I felt I I loved our episodes with Rebel Good, but I did feel like, you know, a lot of what we talked about with him were like crazy situations, you know, and there was some gray area, right? A lot of it was a lot of gray area. Adult adult rec tennis should always err on the side of like not your opponent being right, but like courtesy, right? Yes. Didn't he say courtesy yes. was the foundation? Yes. I think he said that courtesy is the foundation of adult rec tennis, but courtesy is very subjective. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? People have different definitions of courtesy. Exactly. Like I talked about before in a captaining episode, I've given other teams like, yeah, we can replay that match some other time that's not part of our schedule, thinking that they would do that for us in the future. And then when I asked them for a favor, they were like, absolutely not. (laughs) So yeah, that's that like courtesy, maybe not being reciprocated. But um, okay, so back to that, the racket being out of the hand, I would say I don't think I knew that specifically. But I also go back to our episode with Rebel, where I learned a lot about hindrances. So couldn't someone call a hindrance? Maybe? Well, I know you can't call hindrance on yourself. I suppose the other, your opponents could say, you hindered me. They can't necessarily take the point. I think in that situation, you would have to replay. No, it's actually... Probably start that point over. No, there's nothing. So this is is actually a rule. This is why this is interesting. Okay. um, Is that you can't hinder yourself, so that applies. But they say it's just part of the game. Mm -hmm. So no one can call anything. Interesting. So they can't call a let. Oh. You can't call a let. They can't call a hindrance. Okay. You just have to keep playing. So even though it may bother you as an opponent when someone's racket right. falls to the ground as you're getting ready to hit a yeah. shot, no one can call anything and it's huh. in the rules. It doesn't make sense to me. Does It, it only says racket specifically? It says racket specifically that no one can call a lead. Interesting. Yeah. So you just pick it up and you keep playing. Okay. And if the other side says anything, it's like... Sorry, it's a racket. We don't know why. We don't really understand it. Right. There's nothing anyone can call. Yeah. So typically what would happen at our level is someone's racket. Let's say you and I were doubles partners and we were playing and our opponent's racket flew out of their hand. Typically what would happen at our skill level is we would mess up and hit the ball in the net or because we would be 
distracted, right? For sure. So yeah. most people would say, most people would say like, we have to replay that point because your racket came out or, or I was hindered or whatever. But you're saying that nobody can call it. You just have to play through. Yes. That's so fun. Yes. Yeah. But see, it doesn't really make sense. But okay, here's another one. See no. if this has happened to you. Um, okay. This happened to actually my husband recently. So this is a 4-0 court okay. that's happened. But his partner okay. hit a volley that also hit his thumb. So it hit part of the racket, but it also hit his partner's thumb and it went over. Okay. And it was a winner, but because it hit part of his body, he lost the point. And so the opponents okay. asked, hey, did that hitch part of your hand? And he was honest and said yes. And then okay. everybody was like, well, what's the rule if it what hits do we do? the hand? Plus, yeah. And you're supposed to concede the point if it hits any part of your body. Yeah, it's like you have to call a double on yourself, even if it's blatant. Like, like a double you bounce. you don't call it on yourself. A double bounce, yes. A double bounce. I'm sorry. When I say double, I mean, yes, a double bounce. Um but anyway, let's get back to the other one. So that's interesting because that totally goes to your opponent has to be honest or the person that hit the ball has to be honest. Because again, at our level, well, at any level, really, but mostly at, you know, 4-0 and below, um, there's a lot of times where we use, like we make, we have, there's a running joke where we say we used the whole racket, right? Yes. So it could yes. come <laughs> off and be a shank winner. It could, could it could have come off like the triangle part of the racket. I don't even know what that's called. Towards yeah. the handle, right? Yes. Yeah. But that's interesting. So it actually must have hit so low on his handle yeah. that yes. it actually hit the hand and the handle. And then he had to it went over as a winner. Uh, um, Interesting. And he was honest and conceded it, but there was that moment of, wait, is that right? Is that the rule? Does it matter that it went over? Right. Does it matter that it hit part of the racket right. and my hand? Um, but yeah. I thought that was interesting because I had to look that up. I was like, yes. I don't know what that rule is. Yeah. Um, okay. I would have no idea. Okay. Um, the ball hits the scoreboard and lands in the correct court if it hits oh, the scoreboard. I've heard this one before. I feel like I'm going to say it wrong, but I feel like the right answer is, um, <laughs> dude, I feel like it's a game show now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like do right you me tell is... you the right answer and then you can agree or disagree? <laughs> sure. Because okay. I'm, I'm going in both directions. The right answer is as soon as your ball hits the scoreboard, you lose the point. It's considered a permanent the, picture. The dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like okay. even it, so what happened to us and there was a, um, it was mixed. And one of the guys was actually a, a teaching pro and he didn't know for sure, but it hit the scoreboard See, that's and confusing. then the shot yeah. state, you know, it, it landed inside the correct court or the opponent's court in the right. box. It was, you know, technically in. Um, and then there was the question of what do we do? Is that okay? Is it not? Right. And because it hit the scoreboard, yeah. you immediately lose the point, whoever hit the scoreboard. Right. That does seem obvious now that you say that because yeah. there's so many different types of tennis courts. Like we have where we play, there is like a permanent kind of bar that comes up out of the end post and then has like the scoring pegs on it or whatever. Yeah. But there's yeah. a lot of like a lot of city courts have no scoring at all. And a lot of times we write with like chalk or, you know, keep the score on a notepad or something. So that does make sense now that you say it, that because every court isn't the same that that's like an extension of you know it, it's a permanent fixture but it's not part of the actual tennis poles i guess yeah yeah so yeah. that makes i guess that one makes sense yeah but, it, but we didn't know at the time that it happened we all go no. what do we do and we ended up yeah. replaying the point so 
We just didn't know. Okay, this is the one that I've seen happen a lot. And this is where someone's out of bounds. The ball's flying. This happened a lot at 2-5-3-0. The ball's flying out. You know it's going out. But you don't want your ball to go in the next court. So as the ball's flying, you hit your racket to kind of stop it before it's bounced. Ah. And so you can't do that. Yeah, you can't catch the ball out of bounds. It it hasn't Mm -hmm. bounced yet. Where people catch it because they know, hey, it's a foot behind the line. They catch the ball or right. they stop it with their racket. Um, I've had that happen at States watching a match. And someone did that because they knew it was flying out. They didn't want it to go to the next court. And the rule is, sorry, mm-hmm. you got to let it bounce. When you touched it right. and you didn't hit it back, you lost the point. Have you had that happen? Yeah, I I have not, but I learned when I was a 2-5 because I had a, a friend that was playing summer singles and she came home from a match one night and called me and said, I'm so mad. My part, you know, or my opponent, um, same thing. The ball was flying out. It was never going to, you know, it was no chance of landing in and it was singles. She didn't want to go chase a ball somewhere. She was tired, which I totally understand as a singles player. And so she did. She caught it and her opponent was like, uh-uh. That's my point. You cannot do that. Yeah. So I did learn that one early on, but th- only because I had a- happened to a friend. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to make sense yeah. from a common sense perspective. Like, hey, I'm a yeah. foot back. I- I'm trying to stop the ball. But I mean, that's yeah. the rule. Um, I have a theory. I think it could be proven <laughs> that if we, if every rec player actually knew the rules, there would be almost zero fighting. Yes. Right? Because I think that's what it comes down to so many times. It comes down to people's opinions. And then like Rebel said, they just throw out what they think. It's like an old wives' tale. Well, I heard that this is the way that this is without actually knowing. If we actually knew the rules, I think it would just completely cut down the, you know, having any match that was, you know, turned contentious or whatever. So yes, but none of us really know all the rules. (laughs) No. And it's hard, you know, because this weird situation yeah. happens. I mean, how many people actually pull out the rules? Nobody does that. We say, let's play a lot Nobody. Yeah. and do it again. And yeah. or someone gets mad or, you know, something like that. But yeah. nobody, yeah. I mean, very few people read the rules. It's kind of you learn as you go. I know. I think. Um, but these are things that actually happen. And we didn't know the rules. Yeah, I captain a lot, but I normally read the rules for like, sometimes they'll change season to season just in our immediate area. Um, But it's more of like, uh, it's not rules like that. It's more rules of like, you know, how to do a makeup match or um, what's expected based on weather, like you have to show up to the courts and wait for 30 minutes or, you know, it's that sort of stuff. It's not like this kind of stuff, like your racket falls out of your hand or a ball rolls onto your court or yeah, these are the rules exactly. for yeah. friend at court for USTA friend matches. We, I probably mm-hmm. should have clarified that at the beginning. But th- the rules yeah. we're discussing right yeah. now are for USTA matches and using friend at court. There is a part two to this episode because there's been so many times when I've been in the court and didn't know what to do, or I was surprised to learn what the rules tell you to do. I also wanted to mention that if a ball hits a scoreboard and lands in the correct court, it is out. The scoreboard's out. It's a permanent fixture. But if a ball hits a net post and lands in the correct court, it is in. That situation actually happened after we recorded this episode. We hope you'll check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. 